right, so um, we've been uh, studying a little bit in uh, Mark, uh, in the, the guys' Bible study that we've been having. Um, we've been in Mark 15 talking about the, uh, the crucifixion and uh, all that all that was involved in that. And um, I've just been thinking about um, Christ's crucifixion, what all that uh, entailed. And, you know, for us as Christians, uh, Christ's crucifixion is, you know, it's everything. It's all, it's what we have our hope in, what we, um, what we put our faith in, um, what we, what we have to rely on for our, uh, our, um, for our souls, for the, for the uh, saving of our souls. Um, but I've been thinking about some of the personal aspects of uh, of what it means to be saved by Christ, but what it means to be a, a Christian um, who's who's born again, and and just the personal aspect of it, and and the fact that it is um, we do have a personal Savior who who saved us as as an individual, um, and and I've just been thinking some on that, um, what all that means. Some of the ways that that can be a blessing to our lives, and just um, this idea that um, Christ saved me, uh, the individual. Not not that there's anything necessarily special about me um, or, or any of us, but the fact that God still saves us all the same, even though we are all so different, and He still finds ways to relate to us as the person, the individual, um, and yet we all can come to the same realization that Christ is Lord. Um, it, it's pretty incredible because we can't, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about this more as we get into it, but, um, you know, we're all so different, so vastly um, different. We have different likes, different different dislikes. Um, and, you know, if, if, if you're anything like me and you grew up in a, a pretty big family, you know that there is just a lot of differences in between people, even people in the same family. It's hard to get anybody to, to agree on things or see things the same way. And, and that's, you know, that's just how people are. But the fact that we have a, a, a singular Savior who is just as capable of saving me as he is anybody else, um, who, who professes Christ as as uh, their Lord and Savior is, is a really, really incredible thing to think about. Um, so I just kind of wanted to look at that a little bit here in Mark chapter 15 and just share some of my thoughts that I've had uh, while thinking about that this week. So firstly, I just want to read in uh, Mark 15. I want to read verse 37 through 39. It says... Uh, And Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost. And the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. And when the centurion, which stood over against him, saw that he so cried out and gave up the ghost, he said, truly this man was the Son of God. So, you see here, we we see Christ giving up the ghost and you know he he dies there on the cross. And um, the first thing that happens is, the the veil to the temple is is torn. It's 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 destroyed, um, and that that barrier between um, the Jewish people and and the the holy uh, section there, the temple is is destroyed. It's removed, and 
And that to me, and, and I'm sure to everybody else as well, it symbolizes the, the doing away uh, of, of the old covenant and, and this forming of the new covenant, which is um, Christ. Christ is doing away with, with having to um, have high priests make intercession on the behalf of the people of God. He's, he's destroying that. And in its place, he's giving us something better. He's giving us um, a more closeness, a more tight uh, knit walk with him. Um, and it's, it's being removed there. And then along with that, we see this picture of the, the centurion, centurion there that um, was proceeding over the crucifixion of Christ. And he is so moved by what he sees that he makes this um, proclamation um, that truly this was the, the Son of God. So taking those two things in mind, it just made me um, think that Christ can touch anyone's heart um, at, at any time, um, in any way, in a personal and unique way um, to that individual. And um, that that centurion that was presiding over this uh, crucifixion um, had more than likely seen crucifixions before. He had seen a lot of uh, a lot of death. He had seen a lot of uh, people being killed in this way. Um, but what he saw with Christ there, and what Christ um, allowed him to witness and allowed him to see with his eyes, um, was Christ working on this individual here. Now we don't we don't get a whole much more information of what happens to this individual after this passage but there were other people there witnessing the crucifixion and they didn't have this reaction to um, what went on with Christ they didn't have this reaction of okay truly this must be the son of God but we have this record of the centurion and he has this reaction and that just goes back to to what I was talking about earlier Um, we're all so different Um, each and every child of God that is brought into the family of Christ that is brought into the adoption under the, the shed blood of Christ is different. We come from different backgrounds, comes from different um, walks of life, different um, denominations sometimes. And, and the way that Christ works in these people's lives and um, convicts these people's lives does not have any sway on, you know, what type of person it is. It doesn't matter to God. If if God is going to work in someone's life and if He is going to save that person, um, there's not anything that is going to stop that process from happening. Um, he's, he's fully sufficient to save us and to put things in our lives to convict us because He already knows us. He knows our, he knows our inner heart. He knows our inner man. And um, he's, he's completely capable of allowing things to unfold in our lives to get us where he wants us, which is um, in, in, his, in his family, in his uh, church. I think back just to my own, um, to my own uh, conversion experience, and there was a lot of things that I know that God laid out to happen in a certain time span and in a certain order that made it to where he was able to prick my heart and to to work in my life. Um, there was certain events, certain thoughts, certain attitudes that he put in my heart uh, and in my life that made that all work 
in, into His will and into His glory. Um, and I know each and every one of you could probably say the same thing, where you look back on your conversion experience and you see God's hand working. Um, and that doesn't have anything to do with our personality type. That doesn't have anything to do with how we grew up, um, what our what our financial status is. It doesn't matter to Christ um, who we are as as an individual, um, because He can save us all individually, just as effectively. Um, and I just think that's something to be really thankful for. Um, I don't know that that there is a more um, a more qualified God um, to to save us than one that would know the hearts of His people. And I think we we serve a God who who knows our hearts. Um, he knows our our desires and our and our wants, and he's he sent his son to die for us, and so um, he is fully um, aware and and capable of of saving each and every one of us. And I just think that's that's something to again be be thankful for. Um, I want to look at Matthew uh, in chapter nineteen. I'm going to be reading uh, verses 23 through 26. Then Jesus said unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? And Jesus answered unto them, uh, and said unto them, uh, "With men this is impossible, with, but with God all things are possible." So we we see here, you know, he's he's talking about a rich man uh, wants to enter into the kingdom of God, and the point he's making is that um, that if you're if you're valuing your earthly possessions um, and you're putting uh, value in those things, um, then then you're not going to ever see the kingdom of God. You're you're putting your value in the wrong things. You're putting your value in, in carnal possessions. But the the verse that I really want to key in on is in verse 26 there. Um, with men, this is impossible when they ask, um, how can how can anyone be saved? But with God, all things are possible. So to, to us, uh, to people and to the disciples here, it seems impossible that, that we can have a God who can save people from all different walks of life, from all different, um, all different regions of the world, and in all different um, times in, in in their lives? But but Christ can. Christ can work um, in in each one of our lives, in each one of our hearts, and uh, it's just it's it's a marvel to think about, and it's something that um, fills me with a lot of encouragement to know that. Um, God's kingdom will continue to grow because He's so capable of, of growing it, which seems kind of like a, a a no-brainer statement, but it's true. He's He's capable of growing His kingdom um, to to its fullest extent, and it's going to continue to grow. And that's just uh, a really big encouragement uh, to me. Um, secondly, just thinking about this this personal walk with Christ. Um, First one being he can he can save us uh, as an individual he can personally save us. Um, the second um, thought that I had when thinking about 
us personally walking with Christ was that uh, since Christ has such a closeness with us, we should seek to have the same clo- closeness with each other. Um, so in, in Mark there, when we first started reading, it talked about the, the veil to the temple was, was ripped and it was removed. And uh, that old covenant was done away with and, and there was a new covenant put in place where, where we have a... Um, we have a closeness and a um, an ease of access, if you will, with with Christ, because He is He is our personal um, Savior that we can go to. We can take our intercessions to. We can uh, can make intercessions to. We can uh, confess our sins to Him uh, on a personal level, um, because He knows us personally. And if that's the Christ that we serve, and our goal is to be Christ-like, then. Um, one of our goals should be to to grow close with each other um, as as Christians, so that we can know how to better serve each other. Um, not just so we can, you know, say say how many friends we have, or we can say um, that we, you know, are really good at uh, expanding our social circle, but so that we can better find ways to help each other and to um, be of service to each other. Um, Growing close with each other, uh, fostering these um, relationships is not something that is easy, um, and it's not something that is going to really happen by accident. You have to intentionally make an effort um, to to find ways to serve, to find ways to draw closer with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, but it's a it's a way that we can fulfill the second uh, commandment, which is to love each other um, as ourselves. Um, it's a way we can really zone in on and um, uh, serve the kingdom uh, is by drawing closer to each other. Um, and, and again, it takes time. Uh, it, it takes uh, it takes effort, but it's it's difficult because we are you know we are also dif- different. We have different personalities. But excuse me, just in my thinking about this this week, one thing that we do have in common and and it's it's the greatest icebreaker of of all um if i can if i can say that is that we all are children of god and we all have the same savior um and that is what unites us under this uh this common commonality is that we're all children of god and there's not any other um group or or club that you can be a part of that is going to allow that kind of uh, um, unity to form uh, than people who unite under the banner of Christ because it is such a, like I said, it is such a personal thing. It's such a, a personal um, moment that happens in your life whenever, you, um, whenever you're saved, whenever Christ works in your life. It's just such an interpersonal thing um, that you can't help but galvanize with the other children of, of God around you. Um, and I think that should be that should be our mindset, you know, as we're trying to um, draw closer with each other, foster these relationships, figure out ways to serve each other better. Is that you know this is another brother or sister in Christ, and that is what we should be um, uniting around, not not around you know our own deeds and not around our own actions, but around what Christ has done for me and what Christ has done for this other individual. Um, and it's it's a good place to start. It's just on that on that common that common ground of 
we're both children of God and we were both saved. Um, and we both have a common Savior. I want to flip over to, uh, to Romans 3. I'm just going to read verse verse 23 there in uh, Romans chapter 3. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Um, we're, we're all in the same boat um, when it comes to, to Christians. Um, we're, none of us are perfect. None of us are, um, none of us are, are um, exactly uh, the picture of Christ. And we never will be. But like I was saying, we have a, we have a common goal. And we have a common Savior, and that is Christ and Christ-likeness. We, we want to be pressing towards the mark, uh, pressing towards Christ, and we have a common Savior who is Christ. Um, and we can, we can unite around that. I think that's something that every Christian can get behind, no matter how different you are from, from the other Christian. Um, and I know we're all different. Um, we, we have different, different likes, different dislikes. It's like, just like with any other group of people, um, but we have something that other groups of people don't have, which is that that glue, that cement that holds it together, which is Christ. And that's the whole that's the whole foundation. That's the whole um, that's the whole cart that we're uh, that we're all pulling is uh, is Christ and his uh, his kingdom, not not our own. I want to also turn over to Second Thessalonians chapter one. I'm going to read verses three through four. We are so bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of, of you all toward each other aboundeth, so that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure. Um, here we see... We see uh, Paul is he's bragging on these uh, um, the the members here at uh, Thessalonia. He's he's bragging on their um, their faithfulness in persecution. He's he says uh, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly. Um, and again, this just ties back into thinking about ways we can. Uh, galvanize around each other in ways we can draw close to each other um, and seek that closeness, that personal closeness. Um, just encourage each other. Uh, just be encouraging, be uplifting. Um, if, if you're witnessing um, another, another Christian, another brother or sister in Christ doing something that, that you appreciate, it's a, it's a blessing to them and it's a blessing to you too to, to verbalize that and to, to tell them, I appreciate you doing that. I appreciate, you know, 
Um, you making the effort to, you know, whatever it may be. Um, I know, and again, I know that this is not something that's easy. This is something that takes uh, effort. This takes um, uh, a commitment to actually set forth and do these things. But it's just another way that I thought of that you can uh, you can foster that closeness with with fellow members of the church. You can you can foster that by being an encouragement to them. Um, if you if you see something that they're doing that you appreciate or that you know is a blessing to you and others, um, you can you can make that known to them. And I just think that's that's a good a good uh, a good way to uplift each other. And it doesn't have to be some you know big you know public deal. You can you can pull anyone off to the side privately, or it can just be a, a text or any you know it doesn't have to it doesn't take much. Uh, I know I know that any words of encouragement are always. Uh, incredibly welcome. I don't think anybody has ever been encouraged in some little way by somebody else and, and, uh, felt, felt bad about letting them know or, or felt bad about hearing somebody tell them, Hey, I appreciate you doing this or that was encouraging, encouraging to me. Um, and it's just a way that we can sit, you know, tell each other, Hey, I, I see what you're doing. I appreciate what you're doing. And it's, uh, it's, it's been a blessing to me. So that's, um, this is another way I, I, I thought of um, that we can continue to to draw close to each other um, as as fellow believers. And then, um, thirdly, um, one aspect of of this personal walk that we have with Christ, because He is our, our personal Savior. Um, one one aspect uh, I also thought about was since Christ has given us such a personal walk with him we we can personally connect uh with with Christ uh we can experience and enjoy a closeness with Christ um we have that closeness with each other we can have it with Christ um again the temple veil it was completely torn uh whenever Christ gave up the ghost that that barrier between us and God is is removed it's done away with with the new covenant um, and you know, first of all, we should thank God for that. We don't have to. We don't have to do what they had to do in Leviticus. You know, we don't have to um, make ourselves clean and make ourselves uh, holy. We don't. We don't have to conform to to the strictness of those laws um, that they had back then. Um, we can enjoy a personal closeness with Christ, um, and we should take advantage of that. Um, not that we should have a lack of respect or fear for God. Um, but that closeness is there for a reason. And I, I think that the reason that we're given that closeness, that we're given that close personal walk with Christ is so that we can actually, uh, we'll never completely understand it, but we can actually feel and see the love that God has for his people. Um, when we, when we realize what a personal savior we have, um, the love of God is, is put on display there. And we can actually see it and, you know, in our own feeble attempts and in our own feeble minds, we can actually, um, feel it and see it a little bit, you know, as, as much as we can on this earth. We can, we can understand how much God loves his people, um, because of what Christ did for us and, and putting in place the new covenant, which allowed us to enjoy that, that personal aspect of being and dwelling uh, with the Lord. I'm going to turn to uh, Ephesians 3.
Uh, Ephesians 3, and I'm going to just read verses 18 and 19. <clears throat> May be able to comprehend with all saints, well, I'll start in verse, uh, verse 17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, and the depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth, passeth knowledge, that ye may be filled with all the fullness of God. Um, because Christ is our personal Savior, like it says here in, in Ephesians, um, the magnitude of that love that God has for His people uh, is put on display um, that we might be filled with the fullness of God. We have been given so much, and it's there's so much love that God has for His people that there is a fullness there. Um, that when we comprehend, when we comprehend how much love God has for His people, and when it's put on display, when Christ is sacrificed um, up on our behalf, um, then that should fill us up to the brim. That should be all, because it is. It's all that we need. Um, that should do away with any wants, desires that we have. Um, now, it doesn't all the time, but this this fact that our personal Savior gave His life for us, um, that should fill us um, up and, and allow us to really um, wrap our heads around um, and examine and meditate on the love that God has for, for His people. Um, and we can just, again, just thank God for this. This is just all um, stuff that, that should be part of our, um, part of our daily meditations um, and also just part of our thank you, God, for saving me. Thank you, God, for... Um, Putting the the love of God on full display in in my life uh, personally, um, and we can experience that closeness with God. Um, we can experience that that uh, that reality that Christ died died for me, um, and I can I can have that that closeness um, with Him. I want to turn to First John chapter three. First John chapter three, uh, and this is just verse. Uh, I'm going to read verse one through three. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew Him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him at as He is. And every man that hath this hope in Him purifieth himself even as he is pure. Um, so again, just dwelling on um, the love of God. We don't know. Um, it, says, it says there in verse verse 2, Beloved, we uh, now we are the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Um, you know, we don't have all of the details. We don't have... Uh, uh, all of the, um, all of we don't we don't have the the full picture of exactly what it will look like, but we do know that um, Christ has brought us out of this dead and sinful world and out of these dead bodies, and He has um, made us new and made us um, made us whole um, as as His children. All right, and then la- the last point that I that I thought about some just when thinking about. 
um, having a personal walk with Christ. Um, the fourth point, um, because we have a personal Savior, um, we can personally be encouraged by the testimony of, of other Christians. Um, everyone's testimony is different. You know, everybody's um, experience, Christ saved, um, saves us, you know, the same way. It's all, it's all by His, uh, by His shed blood. Um, but He, He works that out in different ways for all of us. And it's, it's, it's all a, a different, a different story for each and every one of us. But because of that personal relationship that we all have with Christ, we all can relate to everyone's testimony, um, at, at some way. Um, and, it, and if no way at all in the fact that we were brought to the point of realization that I can't do anything on my own and I need Christ. And that's not something that, um, that's not something that God had to provide us or Christ had to provide uh, his children. He did not have to give us the ability to, to share testimony. Uh, he didn't have to give us that ability, but he did. And he did that for the edification and for the encouragement and for the uplifting of the saints. Um, that's not something that um, I really ever thought about um, until I kind of started putting my thoughts together this week on, on what, uh, what I wanted to talk about. But uh, the ability to share what Christ has done for me personally and for you personally, to be able to share that with each other, that's uh, something that is incredibly powerful and that's not something that um, I know that I need to ever take for granted um, because it's again it's not something that God had to provide but it's something he did provide for our encouragement and for our um, for our uplifting uh, we we have each other um, and we talked about that some earlier you know we want to be drawing closer with each other but being able to share um Christ did this for me this week. Have I ever shared my, you know, conversion experience with you? Being able to share those things with each other is, uh, is something that is really special. Um, and I know it's, it's, it's special to all of, all of you as well. Um, but it's something that I don't, I don't think about enough. I don't, I'm not, uh, I'm not as thankful for it as I should be. And I know I'm not, but just the, the personal testimony of, of fellow believers in Christ is uh, something that sticks with you. Um, even from a young age, if you witness someone get up and give their testimony and it's powerful and you feel it and you know that the whole congregation is feeling that presence of the Lord as well, that's something that's powerful that we need to um, be thankful for. Um, we need to acknowledge that Christ has provisioned us with the ability to share, um, to share information with each other and to share the best kind of information with each other, which is um, what Christ has done for me. Um, you know, can I hear what Christ has done for you? So I just think that's a, an aspect of, of personal walk with Christ that we shouldn't we shouldn't ever overlook because it is such a such a blessing. Um, I want to flip back over to Romans chapter one. Romans chapter 1, I'm just going to read verses 8 through 12 here. 
First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit and the gospel of his Son. And without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayers, making request if by any means now at length I might have a, a, a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. For I long to see you that I may impart into you some spiritual gift to the, to the end you may be, uh, to the end you may be established. That is, that I may be comforted together with you by the by mutual faith, both of you and me. Um, so here's here's Paul, and he's uh, he's talking about having a uh, having a, a visit with with these uh, children of God, and he's talking about in verse twelve there that that is that I may be comforted together with you. By the mutual faith, both of you and me, um, there's a comfort there that's found in dwelling with um, fellow believers, and that comfort is not in just, you know, I'm lonely. I want to be with somebody, and you know that is part of it. You know, in some ways, we we do have close friends here that that can help us in that way. But the bigger part of it is there's that there's that comfort that comes from hearing somebody else express something that you might be going through too or that you are going through later on in life or having someone express something that you yourself have been through um, and that you can help them with that comfort that that uh, that hope and that faith that we all have uh, in Christ Jesus in, in common that's all part of what goes into um, being established in a body and and that body can be used to to uplift uh, everyone that's in it. Um, and again, it's just something to really be thankful for, and I, that I'm really thankful for. I'm really thankful for that that um, that aspect of, of Ripley uh, is that it is a place of encouragement. It is a house um, where we can come and feel uplifted uh, and feel encouraged uh, by what we hear and what we see um, happening in God's kingdom. Um, the, the the powerful testimony um, and just the the shared faith um, is is adequate to provide any amount of uh, any amount of encouragement that that we need for our for our souls. Um, it, it can't supplement obviously reading scripture, being in prayer, and and all that stuff. But I think all of us can attest to the fact that when we're going through our week and we make it to Wednesday, when we make it to church, it's it's just that extra little kick we need, and then we can make it to Sunday, and then we feel, you know, you feel that um, rejuvenation of, of just being around uh, people uh, of God and hearing the gospel preached. It, uh, it, it's a refresher that, uh, that we shouldn't take for granted, and that is, is a huge blessing to me, and I know it is to you as well. Um, the last place I want to turn to is in uh, John 7. John chapter 7, and Brother Lewis looked at this passage uh, a little bit on Wednesday already, but I'll just read it very quickly here. It's just uh, verses 37 and 38 in John chapter 7. <clears throat> it says, that In the last day, 
What great day of the feast Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And he that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Um, for those who believe in Christ, um, the truth, the truth is, comes out. It, it's, um, it's evident that this person is a child of God. Tr- truth is flowing from their mouth. It's coming out of, out of their, uh, out of their speech. And it's coming out of the way they live. You know, just, just by watching somebody, just watching a child of God, uh, and the way they live can be an encouragement to, to us as Christians. Um, and that goes for testimony as well. Um, when Christ has a work in someone's life, the testimony can put on display the truths that are found in the gospel. It can put on display the truth and the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. And so it's just, again, it's something that um, God was in no way obligated to give us as Christians, but it's something that we have um, to encourage us and to push us on towards righteousness, uh, which is um, testimony of from each other, uh, from from what Christ has done for us. Um, that's that's all the, the points I had from that. Um, to to close out here, I just wanted to say I I think there is a lot um, that could be said about our personal walks with, with Christ and our our personal relationship with Christ. Um, but the main one that that I would say that um, I would like to uh, pass on to you guys is just be thankful that of the personal Savior that we have in Christ. Um, Meditate on that. Allow that to really saturate in your mind um, that Christ personally saved me um, who am in no way worthy of that, but I was personally saved uh, by Christ. And there's just uh, a lot to be thankful for um, because of the personal Savior that we have in Christ. Those were just a few that I thought of. Um, I'm sure you all could think of more. Um, but those were some of the, the ones I thought of this week as I was studying this and I hope it was, hope it was an encouragement to, to all you.